listening to episode 47, chapter 4 of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. I'm Josh Havens. And I'm Chris Lamberth. And we're on a journey to learn what it means to live a lifestyle of discipleship. We're glad you're joining us and hope that as you set aside this time for God, that he would help you grow today in the everyday moments of life. And today we're continuing our conversation with Alan Fadling. Alan Fadling serves as a frequent speaker and consultant with local churches, national organizations, and leaders internationally. He's also president and founder of Unhurried Living Incorporated in Mission Viejo, California, inspiring people to rest deeper, live fuller, and lead better. He shows leaders how to get perspective so their leadership flows from a full soul and out of healthy rhythms of rest and work. A trained spiritual director, Alan is also the award-winning author of An Unhurried Leader and An Unhurried Life, which was honored with a Christianity Today Award of Merit in Spirituality. What happens at the end of a long day at work? All you want to do is go home, sit on the couch, and turn off your brain. You just want to rest. What if I told you that many of our common leisurely activities, like watching TV or scrolling through social media, aren't actually restful. Doing them doesn't take much effort, but they give us small, consistent hits of dopamine that make us feel like they're restful. But these activities only numb us. They don't actually recharge us. As Alan talks about in this chapter, it takes effort to rest properly. And if we want to live an unhurried life, We must learn how to rest in a way that breathes life back into us, not numbs us to it. If we find ourselves living a hurried life and we need more rest, we can also then, at least this is my struggle. So this, this is where I struggle. (laughs) This is going to be, this is going to end up becoming a spiritual direction session for me. So just (laughs) FYI, um, to fall off then into apathy, um, because I think, in fact, I was just talking with Josh about this the other day. I mean, people really don't, like, if you, if our listeners don't believe that we don't try to live the daily growth discipleship stuff, I mean, we are constantly talking about this stuff, and then I feel like God puts podcast guests into our path just at the right time. Cause, it's uncanny. It's uncanny. Yeah, isn't um, that great? I, I, I told Josh, I said, I feel like I, stru- I, I oscillate so much between trying to, what you would, like, the perfect picture of hurriedness on the one side and then like apathy on the other and I told him I said I think I'm doing like I'm trying to live a hurried driven life really just to try to like outrun my desire to do nothing at all and just to like devolve into sloth and I I don't understand it and so for me I'm trying to find a balance between like and maybe that's just a fact that I need to rest more um, I think I saw you on Facebook doing a uh, doing a uh, a Facebook live video where you talked about the need for actual rest instead of just like numbing ourselves, and so we have a tendency to just numb ourselves, and so that was like a big wake up call. I was like, oh, maybe I'm not actually resting, maybe I'm numbing myself, and so it's just making it worse. Anyway, can you speak to to, to how do you find this balance between you know getting enough rest and not going into uh, apathy, and then um, yeah, still being able to be busy and driven by, you know, our true purposeful identities. Yeah, well, I can appreciate, you know, whether you want to use a word like balance or, you know, the subtitle of my book is following Jesus rhythms, you know, of work and rest. Um, 
somehow or another, we're, we're managing multiple realities, you know, in our lives. Um, so one of the things I, I, I think is important is indeed to realize that not everything we call rest is restful. Um, you know you've rested, for example, if you feel life coming back into you. You know you've rested if in some way or another refreshment has come or in some way you've been revitalized. I mean, I just read something the other day, I was looking here, um, said, I, uh, she says, uh, I would add that perhaps laziness itself doesn't consist of excessive rest, but is instead a symptom of a broken, fallen form of rest. And so just as truly as sin alters our stance towards work, so it warps our experience of rest, mainly by obscuring the fact that godly rest is also a kind of work. You know, that makes me think of the line in Hebrews 4, where the writer of Hebrews says, make every effort to enter his rest. Effort. Make effort. What I find is that when I envision rest as just putting the car in neutral and coasting downhill, that's almost never restful. You know, binge watching the latest, you know, whatever it is on TV. It's not a, it's not, you know, a, a, one of the mortal sins, but it's probably not a life. And um, I can't remember the last time I got up from three hours of just mindless television watching and said, wow, I'm alive. <laughs> you know, I can't wait to, you know, enter back into what God's given me. I, I'm usually what I feel is mildly depressed and just kind of brain foggy. You know, I don't feel rested. I don't feel life having come back to me. So, so in terms of this, you know, work-life balance or work-rest balance or rhythm or, or whatever, I think it's important to recognize what rest is and that actually resting, truly resting, requires a bit of effort. So sometimes, and this sounds weird, it's really hard to rest when you're too tired. Mm. You know, the effort it would take to make a good choice about what would be restful is beyond you because you're so out of gas. So this is where rhythms like a weekly Sabbath that you deeply honor, as frantically crazy as that will look in so many of our cultures, including ministry cultures, it's the reason something like that is so absolutely critically important. I call, you know, I call rest the rhythm of creation because I believe that that kind of one day in seven, it was never just limited to a Jewish principle of law. It was woven into the fabric of how God made a world. And so if you dishonor the Sabbath, it's not mostly a religious thing. It's mostly just a life detriment thing. Mm -hmm. We just weren't made to be driving seven days a week. Our bodies don't respond well to that. Our minds, our souls, our relationships do not respond well to that rhythm. And so uh, I remember I was in a, you know, I was in uh, St. Petersburg, Russia, and I'm talking to a group of pastors and we're talking about this idea of resting versus numbing. That was the header. That we used and I kind of pulled up my iPhone and I just went into the pantomime of scrolling 
didn't say a word because we were working through interpreters. And I just did that for the longest time, an uncomfortably long amount of time. And little by little, as the pastors were squirming, pretty soon they started smiling and they realized, you know, what I was saying, which is to say, this is what we do. Mm-hmm. You know, these devices now have become our default. Instead of having downtime, we have phone time. We don't know how to just stop for five minutes and do nothing. Mm-hmm. Five minutes, do nothing. Imagine Jesus having to walk all the way from one village to another. What's he going to do? Check his texts? You know, I mean, is he going to, is he going to get on Facebook and see how, you know, what's the, is that how many likes has he gotten? I mean, he's got downtime built in. So it's more of a practice for us. We're going to have to be more intentional even to be able to build in those spaces where we can rest, where we can think and reflect, where we can pray where we can be creative, where we can think strategically. All of these things happen better in, uh, in, in an unhurried kind of way. So, I mean, for example, right this minute, you know, basically what happened to us is because most of my work is traveling and speaking to large groups. Guess what two things I can't do for the foreseeable future? Both of those. And so now what will I do? Well, Yes, of course, I'm exploring how Zoom is going to change my life. Um, but I'm also working on multiple writing projects. That takes a lot of juice for me. I really have to pace the way I live my life, actually in an unhurried way to be able to meet the deadlines I've set. I have to slow down to get the amount of work done that I feel called to do. If I hurry, I'll never get it done. True rest isn't just something that we're called to do as a part of our discipleship lifestyle. It's a way of life that we're called to embody as we live as children of God who have literally everything we could ever need. Jesus reminded us that we were not created for the Sabbath, but rather the Sabbath was created for us as a way to live the life God designed for us. And it's the same life we see in Jesus, who was, as Dallas Willard described, relaxed. I want to challenge you today to evaluate your rest. Look at those moments of downtime that you have, and really look at them to try to know if you're resting, or maybe just numbing the pain of a hurried life. It's easy to get on your phone at the end of the day, or turn on a Netflix show that you can binge until bedtime. Maybe you even do something with less technology. Maybe you go straight from working to a time of serving at your church. Or maybe you have a hobby you like to do when you're not working. Whatever it is, take some time today to examine that activity and ask yourself if what you're doing is truly restful. Or if it's just a way to numb your hurried life. Remember, according to Alan, one of the ways you can know if you've rested is that you'll feel a sense of life and refreshing coming back. If you can't seem to come up with an answer, ask a friend or your spouse what they see in your rest. How can you create a lifestyle of discipleship? Most Christians think discipleship is a program or a few practices thrown in at the beginning or end of the day. But we want to help you create a lifestyle where walking with Jesus throughout the day is not only possible, but natural. And we have a tool that's going to help you do just that. 
It's called the Daily Growth Journal. It's a guided journal that's going to help you become secure in your identity with God and authentically walk with Him in your daily life. Growing daily in your walk with Christ is possible if you cultivate a lifestyle of discipleship. And the Daily Growth Journal will help you do just that. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. To find out more about Alan's work, check out unhurriedliving.com. Then check out the next chapter in our conversation, where Alan helps us understand the value of an eternal perspective in our lives of rest. If you want to step to date on everything happening at Daily Growth Discipleship, go to dailygrowthdiscipleship.com and subscribe for free. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Oh, 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 oh,